Well, here we are with Callum McNeil from Mortgage Money. Got him in on the pod today to give us a chat about what uh, mortgage brokers do in today's market. Um, and our, our key focus here today is what you would do, Callum, with um, first home buyer. So, you know, a first home buyer either comes to us first and we refer them to you or they come straight to you. Give us a bit of an overview of what's involved in the process for you then to go through that financial approval to allow them to go search for a new home. Yeah, sure. Firstly, thanks for inviting me on. Um, it's all good. I'll answer your question now. So, yeah, first home buyers, uh, typically, um, I probably around half my clients are first home buyers over the last year. So, um, the environment for them is quite difficult. It can be quite overwhelming Googling how to arrange a mortgage mm. online. So, there's a lot of information out there. Some of it's better than others, but yeah, the, the best first step for a lot of first home buyers is to, um, even before looking at properties, really is to meet up with a mortgage advisor or a mortgage broker. Um, and a lot of people are interested in how much they can borrow. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people understand that a mortgage advisor um, arranges the best or negotiates the best mortgage rates and the best mortgage structure for a client. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what a lot of first home buyers don't <laughs> and other buyers don't appreciate is there's quite a quite a range and how much people can borrow across different banks. Yeah. Um, so my job is ultimately to figure out what the first home buyer wants to do and mm -hmm. help them along the process to make it easy, remove stress for people because there's a lot of other information they need to understand. Yeah. Um, the legal side of um, purchasing a property, the arranging a builder's report or register valuation. So um, my job is essentially to make the finance condition work, but I'll also point them in the right direction yeah. where needed. Um, and so first home buyers, there's some good options out there for them at the moment. Yep. Um, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, they typically assume that you need 20% deposit. That's not the case through, um, some banks who are affiliated with Kangora you can proceed with as little as 5% deposit. Okay. Um, it's good to know. Yeah. So, and things like first home grants, KiwiSaver, uh, withdrawals, that sort of thing. I can point them in the right direction there as well. And your services are actually free, <coughs> aren't they? It is. They are free. So yeah, I'm paid a, a commission by the lender, um, which can either be an upfront commission or a trail commission, depending on, yeah. the, on the lender. Yeah. So, um, that incentivizes me to, yeah. Uh, move quickly and make it work for people. Yeah. Good statement. Move quickly. The average time for someone to get approved for finance at the moment, we know that yeah. the, we know that the climate at the moment's not as easy going as what it was going back eighteen months ago, two years ago. Yeah. Um, so, say a first home buyer comes to you now. Yeah. How long does it take for them to get a pre-approval? I realise everyone's different. But, yeah. but on average, how long is it taking for a first home buyer to get approval for them yeah. to be able to go and then you know make an offer on a property? Yeah, again, sort of depending on the complexity involved, um, mm. most people um, from the first phone call, um, there's typically about a week of um, gathering documents to submit mm. the loan application. Um, 
for pre-approval. I'm happy to do pre-approvals if clients want that. I think it's particularly important yeah. um, for first home buyers. So pre-approval is just a piece of paper from the bank that says, you know, we're happy to, to lend, you, lend you a certain amount of money for the next <coughs> two or three months, depending on the bank. Yeah. Um, and that gives you confidence in your uh, purchase price budget. Yeah. So it's always a good idea for first home buyers to um, have that arranged. What can happen is people find a house <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, whilst that's happening, yeah. um, which is fine because we've made a good start on the on, on an the application. Yeah. yeah. So how long does that traditionally take to get that pre-approval? So it takes about yeah. a week to get all the documents. Yeah. Ready. So then you didn't answer your question. Uh, fair point. So uh, so yeah, <laughs> time frame. Well, I'm just going to answer it. I'm just going to ask it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So yeah, timeframes vary across lenders, but yeah. and pre-approvals are not always prioritized as much as live deals where yeah. there's a property transaction involved. Um, so on average, it can be between one and two weeks to get an answer, right. depending on the bank. So a week to do the paperwork with you on average, yeah. then another week to two weeks from, from a bank yeah. to approve um, a certain amount yeah. for them to be able to go and make an offer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that pre-approval can come along with some sort of conditions? Yeah, I mean, there can be conditions. Um, typically, I like to give people as much certainty mm -hmm. as possible. I found in the last year, if you make it a little bit difficult for people up front with the documentation, for example, yeah, you end up getting a better result. So if you've got a pre-approval with you know, half a dozen conditions. It's 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 it's, it's useful, but it's not as useful it's not as, as strong. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah. I typically counsel people to, yeah, try and get as, tick the boxes first. Yeah, yeah, it's good, and, and that removes the stress as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Why why is it that working with a broker is generally going to be much better than working with one bank directly? Uh, yeah, lots of different reasons. Uh, um, we only have 20 minutes or so, so but ultimately it's... Um, Give us the main reason. Yeah, the main Scott. reason would be, you know, brokers have access to... All the lenders. Almost all lenders, yep. almost all main banks in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, and you can negotiate? There is a lot of negotiation um, on rates, um, which yep. is which is important, um, but that's just one aspect of it really yeah. like my my focus it's important to get the right rate um particularly in an increasing uh, rate environment we're in at the moment but ultimately you know the the immediate need for the client is to buy the property but you're also wanting to try and understand their medium and long-term goals yes. and their yeah risk tolerance and form a relationship with someone long term yeah. so you can help them you know buy an investment property in the future or set them up to Set, set up the structure so it works for them in the medium and long term yeah because well. I, th I think a lot of people don't i think a lot of people really uh, think that they just get a big massive loan and then they pay it off over 30 years whereas what i've learned and worked with you is that we can actually structure the loan where different portions of that loan are coming off fixed rates at different times so you actually diversify your risk a bit more can you talk a wee bit more about yeah uh structures around yep. floating what's a floating yeah. Um, mortgage, yeah. uh, all those sorts of <laughs> so things. So structure is a very important thing to get right. Um, there's a few different considerations in there. So Callum's talking about um, spreading your interest rate risk. So not your whole mortgage is not coming up at the same time. 
which it may have been two years ago, you could have locked in, um, you know, a one year fix for 2.2%. Yes. Um, and it sounds great, but fast forward two years, you're, you're moving from 2.2 to, you know, six and a half percent. Then your whole mortgage is coming up for renewal and it's quite a big impact on your household budget, um, yes. which if you've borrowed a lot is a big deal. Mm. So. Um, it's very difficult to promise anything in advance in terms of interest rate savings, but what you can do is make an informed decision based on the information you've got at the time to um, have a structure which reduces that risk. Um, yep. So it's a bit of a balance between, you know, the administratively complexity of a structure and, you know, uh, setting up a structure that suits someone's needs. So I wouldn't recommend, you know, splitting the mortgage onto 10 different Yes. products, but at the same time, you know, there are other considerations around um, extra repayments. If you're expecting, uh, you know, an inheritance in a couple of years, you might want to put someone floating so yep. you can pay it off without any penalties. Yep. Um, and, and each client's different. Yeah. yeah. And so there's some products out there where um, obviously you've got your, your um, amount that you have to pay off. Yeah. Um, but for instance, on our mortgage, we are allowed to pay off an extra twenty percent, yeah, on top of if if you can afford it. Yeah, so each e bank, each yeah, fortnight. each bank has a different uh, extra repayment policy, um, and that's part of my job is to understand what people want to do, and that's an, that is a, an important consideration. So it's not just the immediate one or two year mm. fixed rate. It's mm. you look at the lifetime cost of the interest. Something we're looking into at the moment is something called lifetime cash flow modeling, so we can because we're going to be doing insurance now as well. And mm. investments in the future is actually, um, is actually analyzing someone's sort of uh, wealth over time and catching up every year to check in how, check in how people are progressing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not yeah. just about getting a mortgage, it's about yeah. making a difference in people's lives long term, having that relationship. And I think it's um, similar to what we've talked about on, on other episodes on the podcast is working with your solicitor because they can give you benefits working in with your agent because they can help you find a property that might not be on the market or um or, or working with a broker because they're actually going to um save you money long term not yeah. just on this initial purchase and i think that's yeah. maybe something that people don't understand is that it's you know everyone has their doctor everyone has their um yeah their dentist or etc yeah they really do need an agent they need a broker yeah um to form that relationship because yeah. you know the the idea is that you pay off your mortgage right faster mm. than mm. than that 30 year that's yeah. that's the goal and there's different ways of going about yeah, it. yeah absolutely and that, you know don't get me wrong at the moment it is quite tough for people to make yeah extra repayments with a cost yeah. of living crisis yeah. and things um yeah. but if you do have the capacity to make extra repayments i would absolutely advise people to get in touch with me or <laughs> get in touch with the bank <laughs> to um yeah, to look at that because it's better to make the extra repayment rather than putting it in a low it, interest. And it could account. be twenty dollars extra. Is yeah. it is actually gonna reduce huge amounts at the end of the loan, isn't it? Yeah, the power of compounding interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, on a different tack, slightly, right? There's there's a lot of different mortgage brokers around. Um, I mean, there's a lot to be fair. Yeah, in true. our town, especially, yeah. it seems like there's an overload so what makes a good mortgage broker yeah 
or what makes you one of the better mortgage brokers and why should people come to see you rather than to go see someone else? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I think it's a bit different from the real estate industry, um, slightly less competitive, even though there's mm -hmm. a lot of brokers around, you know, our main competitor is still people going direct to the banks. To the bank, yeah. And so um, that is the, the main advantage we have. Um, mm -hmm. I won't, for <coughs> me personally, you know, um, working with clients, um, I like to think that having gained a fair bit of experience over the last couple of years, that your knowledge, because we've all got access to the same lenders on the mm -hmm. same terms. Yeah. Um, so really it's your problem solving skills that you are um, your point of difference um, mm -hmm. and your sort of range of lending scenarios you have worked on um, helps. So first home buyers, um, bridging loans, yeah. um, investment properties, not so many of them in the last two years, but that <laughs> might pick up. Um, yes, it will. Yeah. And uh, yeah, non-bank as well. So some brokers do non-bank lending. I haven't done a lot of it. Um, when, when you say problem solving, because yeah. um, I know from various people um, and I know um, that there's been people that we've dealt with that have been turned down finance from numerous banks and other mortgage advisors yeah, and they've come to you yeah. and you've managed to get the deal done. Yeah. So... How does that work? <laughs> you know, yeah, you're just clever and you're very good at what you do. I think um, it's just understanding the principles it, of the lending and the way the different yeah, banks. Because it, it, yeah. it sort of shocks me how, yeah. you know, I, I know certain people that yeah. struggled to get some money and they wanted to buy the house and they, yeah. they were very disheartened that they, yeah. they were turned down, turned down, turned yeah, down, yeah. went to a mortgage broker, turned yeah. down. And I said to them, we, yeah. see you yeah and yeah i mean it's, quite a, it's quite a common thing for, for <laughs> particularly for people that have uh you know been with a bank for a long time yeah they you know often here we've never missed a payment we've been with the bank since we were mm. kids you know and then they're not approved for their next home or whatever the yeah. situation is so yeah yeah it's just understanding that you know there's a bit of technical number crunching involved and yes. i've got a good background in that area yeah um and so things like you know consolidating debts um looking at discretionary expenditure and forming a household budget so people can manage their bank yeah. accounts slightly better day to day um, mm -hmm. things like that can make a difference when you submit an application yeah yeah yeah, it, it still shocks me that, you know, people can be turned down by, say, four different identities and then they can come mm. to you and get approved. It, it just does uh, happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those um, and linked to that is, you know, bank policies are changing all the time yeah. as well. So part of my job is to keep abreast of the well, latest policy. Yeah. That's what it tells me yeah. is that you're you're ahead of the game. Yes. Yeah, so you're doing well here. You can say that I do a good job. You know, yeah, you can yeah, back I, yourself. yeah. I mean, there, there are good. There are good brokers in Nelson. Yeah, and, there is. Um, yeah, it's just um, you doing your best, and mm -hmm. you know we've got good relationship, good relationships with some lenders, and we do a lot of business with them. And yeah. so, it's uh, understanding some of those unwritten policies and at the banks as well. I know you um, you spoke with us, yeah, a few months ago. It might have been more than a few months ago. Time flies, in relation to 
you know, you changed the, I think you call it the aggregator. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. That you use now and the new aggregator that you're using is a lot more streamlined. Yeah. Um, It's faster. It's easier for people to use, easier to understand. Yeah, so our CRM, uh, we've updated our IT systems essentially. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for clients. I found that too because obviously we did one recently and boom, we could do it all from home. Yeah. Um, just straight up into and it yeah. uh, even um, suck the information from the bank accounts without me having to just yeah. a click of a button pretty which, much yeah. which, which yeah. you know so much people easier. out there need to know that because they yeah. might have had an experience you know in the past with, mm. with the company yeah. which may not have been great but now with the new system and setup yeah. yep. and with you now on board yeah. um, and, and running the, the, the mortgage side of things mm. that ultimately things have changed uh, and now you're a market leading mortgage advisor in our region mm. and people should be giving you a crack you know yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah. if they're looking to buy a home you know looking refinance refinance looking to do anything they should insurance. be Family insurance yeah. they should be good. giving Callum McNeil a call um, it's Callum with one L not two yeah <laughs> keep the dad jokes it's a Scottish, <laughs> Scottish spelling Callum yeah <laughs> <laughs> the proper spelling at the end of the day they should be giving you a crack is what i'm saying yeah absolutely yeah from yeah. our experience yeah and from my experience and callum's got his own personal experience yep. from yep. just selling and buying yeah you do a fantastic job yeah um so look we'll continue obviously to work together uh we would like to thank you for coming on board for, to the pod today yep. it'll be the first of many so don't be shy we'll, you will be back you'll be back all right so uh thanks very much Cal. thanks guys cheers, cheers man.